Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. Fifty-five years ago today, the Charlie Brown Christmas special premiered. It was the first animated program for Peanuts. As they jumped from newspapers to television, the hit comic strip had been loved for 15 years, but some critics saw the special as a big gamble. Could Snoopy and the gang carry a 30-minute time slot? Another issue TV executives and sponsors had, Linus reciting from Luke 2 on the birth of Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Some wanted it to be cut, too religious. Creator Charles Schultz insisted it stayed or he walked. Thankfully, the gospel remained, even though the network felt the show was a dud when delivered a week before. But to their surprise, half of America with TVs watched and thus began a tradition with millions around the world watching a Charlie Brown Christmas every December. Linus was right. Christmas is all about Jesus. Truly good news of great joy. I'm a huge fan of this Christmas special. A big part of it is the music that was composed by jazz player Vince Garaldi and the kids' voices singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, a true Christmas experience indeed. I'm Charles Morris, and a program called When the Time Had Fully Come. All week, we've been looking at this line of scripture that inspired our title from Galatians 4. What does it mean when the time had fully come? Who was waiting? What was being sent? In a moment, we're going to look at how Israel waited long for a Redeemer, someone who could rescue them from the burden of the law. Paul the Apostle writes under inspiration of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was born under the law to redeem those under the law. This is not only good news for those who are waiting for Messiah to come, it's good news for you and me today. And after we talk about Galatians 4 a little more, we're going to meet up with a doctor in a busy Chicago hospital filling up more with COVID patients. But don't let that discourage you. Dr. Rod Phil is a Christian, and he has some encouraging news to share with us, even in the midst of this pandemic. Before we go to our first song, I want to remind you that it's still not too late to make your gift to Haven Ministries and get a copy of the Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids for Christmas. It was written by the creator of Veggie Tales, Phil Vischer, to help everyone, families, kids, adults, get a bird's eye view of God's plan of redemption from Genesis to Revelation. It'd make a perfect Christmas present in your family or for a family you know and love. Call us after the program. You can make your gift and we'll send you the Laugh and Grow Bible right away. Our number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website. Take a look at some of the sample pages from the Bible. And make your gift there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you haven't received a copy of Handel's Messiah, it's not too late to make a gift and ask for this masterpiece to enjoy this Christmas. Ask about it when you call or listen to samples online. And now we open with the music of Christy Knuckles. Oh, come, oh, come, And ransom captive Israel That mourns in lonely exile here 
favorite Christmas hymns, originally written in the 8th or ninth century in Latin by a monk as Vini, Vini, Emmanuel, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And this version was sung for us by Christy Knuckles. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. We're going to hear from a Christian doctor in a busy hospital soon, full of COVID patients. He'll offer all of us some hope. But let's think a little more about this hymn that we just heard. It's not just the tune that catches your ear. It's more than that. It is a Christmas hymn. It was written as a reflection on Christ's coming to the world to save sinners. Christians sing and rejoice at this song. So why does the opening line speak of Israel and not the church? This series we're in when the time had fully come. And if there's a hymn that reflects the meaning of that phrase coming out of Galatians 4, it's this one. Before there was the Apostle Paul, before the Apostle Peter, before John received the book of Revelation on the island of Patmos, there was Israel. Israel was the nation that the Lord had promised to Abraham, that he would be great. It was the nation the Lord saved from Egypt, and then again from Babylon after their exile was over. But these promises were first given to Israel. I will be your God, you will be my people. The great hope of the Old Testament is that God would come to be with his people. That's Emmanuel, God with us. It speaks of our longing to live in a place where we are fully known and fully loved by the Lord. It was Israel's longing, too. Hundreds of years they waited. The exile was over. The prophets had spoken of a Messiah, a rescuer, who would bring all of the Lord's promises to pass— And then an angel appeared to a virgin, and he told her she would be giving birth to that rescuer. 
Finally, after all those many years of silence, the Lord was coming. The time had fully come for the people to be saved, and it would happen through this baby. Matthew goes on to tell us in his first chapter, verse 22, that this was to fulfill the prophecy that the baby born of a virgin would be called Emmanuel, God with us. The time had fully come. Emmanuel was on his way, born of a woman, a virgin. O come, O come, Emmanuel, ransom captive Israel is a cry not only of their hearts, but our hearts. Listen again to the Apostle Paul in Galatians 4. When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Redemption, a ransom, that's what we needed. And that's exactly what the Lord provided by sending Jesus, his son, our Emmanuel, born under the law to redeem those under the law. This is why Christians can rejoice that the Lord has ransomed captive Israel, because we were captives too. Captives to sin, of course, but on a deeper level, we are all captives to the law, the unrelenting law. It tells us how to act. It tells us who to be. And if we falter, even on a single point, the book of James reminds us, we're accountable for the entire thing. 613. That's the number of commandments in the Old Testament law, and that's the number of commandments we must keep perfectly if we want to earn our way to heaven. But we just can't do it. If salvation were ours to earn, no one would be saved because we aren't able to keep God's law perfectly. Only Jesus could, and Galatians 4 reminds us he did it for us. We were born under the law. We were captives. We were crying out, O come, O come, Emmanuel, come ransom us from this bondage. And he came because he loves us and because he wants to be with us. He came. Born under the law, Jesus subjected himself to those 613 commandments for his entire earthly life. He never faltered. Even when the devil tried to tempt him away, he stayed true. He was faithful. In fact, he was everything we are not, if we can be honest with ourselves. Certainly, we have days when we put the Lord at the center. We honor him with our choices. But not a day goes by that we do not sin. Turn away from the Lord. Take the law back on our shoulders. Try to earn the Lord's love. Only Christ can redeem us from this cycle only Emmanuel can ransom us from our bondage to sin and the law, born under the law, but born to redeem those under the law. And what has he saved us for? Not a new law, with new commands that you and I have to keep to make sure we're saved. No, what did Paul tell us? We have been saved to a life of freedom in the Spirit, capital S. My children have said and done some bad things to me in their lifetime, what children haven't. But here's something they can never do. Stop being my children. There's nothing they can do about that. And the same is true of our relationship with the Lord today. We've been given the spirit of adoption. We belong to the Lord. And that means we're free to live our lives, 
The gospel is a message of freedom. You've been redeemed from the law. You're free to love the Lord. You can't stop being his adopted child, even if you tried. That's our hope this Christmas. Not our own strength or abilities to be good, but Jesus, who was good in our place. We've been redeemed from the law, forgiven of our sins in the blood of Christ, given the spirit of adoption. Emmanuel has come. And our hope this Christmas is one day spending the rest of eternity in his presence. Now let's go to Chicago. I want us to meet up with Dr. Rod Thill. He's a Christian surgeon in the largest hospital in Chicago. COVID cases are filling the beds there now. And Dr. Thill, I want to welcome you for the very first time to Haven today. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to share. What are you seeing there as a frontline worker? And what are you saying to people, not as a surgeon necessarily, but as a Christ follower? Well, certainly what we're, what we're seeing now is, uh, and I actually was just online with our hospital uh, uh, chief medical officer, we're still expecting a bigger surge over the next couple of weeks. We haven't hit our surge as of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're nearly at capacity. Our ICUs are capacity, ventilators are capacity. We've got the luxury because we're a bigger hospital with space of, of being flexible, but understanding that there, there may be instances where we need to turn other facilities into hospital beds that aren't normally there. So it's, it's, uh, it, it's a struggle. It's a day-to-day struggle, and, and we're uh, uh, have to be certainly in, intentional uh, with our care. I've had to cut back elective surgeries. Uh, I'm limited in patients where I've had to even push their surgeries back that they've had scheduled. So it's, it's troubling for a lot of patients. Uh, I would tell you even in speaking with some family members today where uh, patients are in today for their cancer surgeries, the, the, there's one, one loved one that's able to come in with a patient into the day surgery area, but beyond that, they're not even able to visit their family members. So it's very unsettling for, for patients, especially if there's a language barrier mm-hmm. um, where mm-hmm. they're, they're difficult to communicating. It's very, very anxious times for a lot of people just because they're not able to have their loved ones with them. Do you find the Lord giving you more opportunities to pray with patients? Uh, if somebody's in need and you have that sense of a spiritual need going on, are more people wanting you to pray with them right now? Yes. And, and I've, even before COVID, I've, I've uh, made it a dedicated uh, in, uh, daily goal is, 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 to, is to dig in deep with people. I try to, I've tried to learn of a few pointed questions to ask to try to get some, even in a five-minute encounter with a patient. How can I get to know them? Ask a, what do you do? What keeps you busy? What kind of work? And, and to try to speak of little things of the Lord. So I try to get an idea. I'm, I'm very open to pray with patients um, and um, make, make sure that I do that. Interestingly too, my nurses know that I do that. So even if we're needing to bring a patient back to the operating room, they know that there may be a time where I'm uh, taking a moment to pray with these patients. It's very, it's very specific. Mm. Well, we're heading into Christmas and it's a most unusual Christmas this year. Uh, can I ask you a question that we ask a lot of people that we have on the program? Sure. What does Jesus mean to you? Uh, Jesus means hope, that there's hope beyond uh, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's eternal hope. There's eternal hope for us in Christ. Um, and we know that this is prime opportunity to speak to people of that, um, that this pandemic is, is temporary, even though it's very, very wearing, very weary, um, very, very troubling. Um, that there's hope beyond this and that there's eternal hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, that we have the hope of eternal life. Mm. Um, and that's what I would share in this Christmas time. Um, understand uh, that God's got this. 
that there is hope for us beyond this world and eternity, but then also to uh, focus on those loved ones, those people that you may or may not have said, hey, I love you. Hey, God loves you. This is what God's done for me. Uh, just look at an opportunity to, to, to share what God's done for you, what God means to you. Mm. Well, with that in mind, I think we ought to pray right now. Certainly. Uh, Dr. Phil, would you just lead us in prayer and pray for our listeners right now that have been hanging on to every word that you've been saying? Just lead us in prayer right now. Sure. Lord, we're just uh, so grateful for the God that you are, uh, God that gave us uh, the breath of life. Uh, we've talked about life and death and so many things with our current day and time, but you gave us uh, the breath of life today. You gave us uh, reason. You gave us your son. Uh, you sent your son. Um, we celebrate it during this Christmas season, but we can celebrate it every day of our life that you sent your son to this earth to give us the gift of eternal life. And that's freely given and we freely receive it. And we're grateful, Lord, that we don't have to deserve it or earn it, that you give it freely. Uh, and, be, and, and, and all we need to do is come before you and accept you as our personal Savior, Lord. We know that there is oppression, there's heaviness, there is uh, fatigue, uh, there, there's, there's tiredness, there's uh, just unknown. That's one thing that I've talked about is just the unknown with this. Nobody knows uh, what the next day has in store, but uh, you are the known, Lord. You are the one that has us in your hand. Uh, and we just pray for comfort and peace. We pray, Lord, that, that each person that's, uh, that's listening and even beyond uh, would be able to uh, more fully open up to you and the power of your Holy Spirit. May they send your Holy Spirit in an anointed, an anointed way and an anointing that, that gives them power and strength and endurance and courage to, to persist and to, to get through this, Lord. And we just pray, especially those believers, uh, those of us who are believers, that we would go out, get out of our comfort zone. Uh, that we would do something that we wouldn't normally do and, and to find somebody we wouldn't normally find and just to speak to them of what God has done for us and what God means to us uh, and and to speak to them of your gospel uh, and to share your word, Lord. But just pray that uh, we would be able to do that as believers uh, for your kingdom. And we just pray blessings over each person in earshot of this uh, and blessings over this ministry as well, Lord. And we just praise your name. Amen. Amen. Dr. Rod Phil, thank you for leading us in prayer and taking time with us uh, in your busy schedule. The Lord be with you, brother. Thank you, Charles, and to you as well. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. was born.
brand new version of O Holy Night from an album called The Birth of a King here on Haven Today in a program called When the Time Had Fully Come. And a special thanks to Dr. Rod Thill for joining us today. I'm also grateful we've had time to look to God's Word and find hope in the Messiah who came to us 2,000 years ago. As Christmas is quickly approaching, I want to encourage you to think about gifts for loved ones that will point them to Jesus. And I can't think of a better solution than the Laugh and Grow Bible by Phil Vischer, who created Veggie Tales. Phil has a desire for families to know Christ and the Bible better. And that's why he's written these 52 stories from God's Word to help you catch a bird's eye view of God's rescue plan for people like you and me. You can use it as a weekly devotion with a family. But some kids get it, and they're old enough, they read themselves, and they read it cover to cover in a few weeks. However, you 
and the children around you use the Laugh and Grow Bible. It'll help everyone better understand God's Word and His love for them. I think this would make a wonderful Christmas present. And if your children are grown, give it to another family this Christmas. If you don't have children, give it to someone else to enjoy. But take a peek at it yourself first. Call us right now and make your gift to Haven today. And ask for Phil Vischer's Laugh and Grow Bible. Here's the number to call. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website. Take a look at some of the sampled pages from the Bible. And then make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Just before we have to go, we still have the double CD of Handel's Messiah. You need to hear it, all of it, this Christmas season. With the words coming straight out of the Bible, it shares the story of Jesus from beginning to end in a most stirring way. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Do you have Jesus on today? I know, that's an odd question, so I'll ask it again. Do you have Jesus on today? Usually we think about the presence of Jesus inside us, filling our souls, our hearts, our lives with His light and love. And that's a biblical concept for sure. But the Apostle Paul also told the Galatians that as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The idea is putting Jesus on, like the clothes that you wear. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, but suffice to say, as a believer, Christ should so fully encompass your life that when others look at you from the outside, what they see looks like Jesus. For more encouragement from God's Word, visit GetAnchor.com.